This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Ross, we're brought to you by the D-Gen Dance. Our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. It's free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes are up for grabs. Plus, we've got the first half under bingo. Enter both contests exclusively in the SGPN app. All right, Terrell, let's get into the final three games of the NBA schedule here on Wednesday night. We have your favorite team. They are in Minnesota here tonight to take on the Timberwolves. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Boston Celtics at minus three and a half. That line has been bet up to minus five. So some money coming in on the Boston Celtics here tonight. Uh, Two thirty-three and a half is the total. That number has pretty much stayed the course there. Looking at the injury report here for the Boston Celtics. Jalen Brown is available to play here tonight. Um, Robert Williams continues to be out as well, but pretty clean injury report for the Boston Celtics for the Minnesota Timberwolves. A couple of questionable tags here. Rudy Gobert questionable. Nas Reed questionable. And Austin Rivers is also questionable. Jalen Noel will be out for this game. Um, uh, We did get some news about Carl Anthony Towns um, this uh, morning that he uh, should be returning in the next couple of weeks for the Minnesota Timberwolves after he Uh sustained that uh, right calves uh, injury uh, a couple of months ago. So good to see. Hopefully we'll get him back before the season ends. That's what the indication was. But as far as this game here, Terrell, minus five road favorites here for the Boston Celtics. Has anything changed here for you? No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Minnesota plus five <laughs> a sprinkle on the money line. I'll go ahead and give the handicap out there for trail. Anything you want to add there? Um, I mean, I said it, I was like, you know, what if like, what if everybody else is closer to Boston that people want to imagine? Like there was just a whole out anointing of Boston being the next NBA champions. Oh, they're going back to the finals. Oh, it's going to be so easy for them. And now they, here they are facing adversity in the second half of the season where they've lost. Ooh, how many games have they lost? One, two, three, four, four of their last six games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four of their last six games. So five and five are their last 10. I mean, that's basically tanked them in in this race where the Milwaukee Bucks are doing nothing but getting better and racking up more wins. Here, the Boston Celtics, they are depleting. You got a 43-point game from Jalen Brown, but because Jason Tatum couldn't hit the bright side of Barn and missed two opportunities at the end of the game to either, to one, take the lead, and then second, to push in overtime. You know, here they are. Yeah, Probably shouldn't have let the, that get into the opportunity. The fact that 
you know, you could only score 109 points and you got 43 from Jalen Brown and you can only score 109 points. Like there's some issues that they, I guess the Houston Rockets at that, like there's some issues that they got to work out here. And I just think that this is an internal thing. Missoula's going to have to find a way to rally them. And I don't know if he's a good enough coach to find a way to rally them, to be honest. So this may just be something that the players got to figure out. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, you have a Minnesota team that has everything to play for. Because guess what? Their lives, <laughs> their playoff stakes depend on every single game for the rest of the season. Yep. It's so tight, so tight for Minnesota in that playoff race that they have to get up for every single game. And you're starting to see Anthony Edwards really take home the task of being the guy for this team right now. And he struggled. Uh, he was struggling, I think, like last week it was where he has some struggles, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I saw some good things from him in that Atlanta game in limited minutes because they were blowing them the fuck out. Yeah. But uh, I think that this is an opportunity for Anthony Edwards to kind of step step up to the mantle against one of the best teams in the NBA and have a really good game. So I'm going to be on Anthony Edwards to step up in this spot at home and play, put a really good game and a really good show up for the home crowd against this Boston Celtics team. And we'll see what they do on the inside with the bigs on if it's Nas Reed or Rudy Gobert. If it's both out, then there's going to be some concern for me for uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. But if I can get Nas Reed in there, just an athletic big and somebody that I think can really move, because uh, Robert Williams is still out for the Celtics, right? Yep. He's yeah, so I think that he's some. I think he's somebody that can really move. Al Horford, his defense this season has been a lot better on the perimeter on switches rather than on the interior and talk about interior defense. So I think that Nas Reed can really add another of uh, additional scoring for this Minnesota team that's going to be looking to get it from all players in this game. So, yeah, I'm y'all know I'm not betting Boston, but Nas Reed and Anthony Edwards are a couple of people that I'm going to be looking at today. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it about Anthony Edwards, man. He's really like taking that next step forward uh, to being the face of this franchise and especially the absence of Carl Anthony Towns. Um, you know, we're starting to see him mature. I mean, we've seen the interviews about, the, you know, how he kind of conducts conducts himself in those interviews. You know, he talks about the oh, what the NBA is right now. But it's crazy to see that this this in the Western Conference right now, the fourth seed, the down to the 10 seed where the Lakers are only separated by three games. So mm-hmm. Minnesota knows that, again, if they lose this game, they can fall down out of the playoff picture or fall down to that 10 seed um, because every game is important. You re- you're, you're right about this Western Conference, whereas for the Boston Celtics. They're probably going to finish as a top three seed. I mean, look, they're right now that two seed. I know Philly's only one game behind, but they have a four-game separation between the number two seed and the number four seed in the Eastern Mm -hmm. Conference. So, you know, maybe there are some things that Boston is trying to figure out, or maybe, like you mentioned, that teams have caught up with them and kind of figured out their ways, or, you know, maybe Missoula is starting to regress and and some of the fourth-quarter decisions that we do see from the Boston Celtics, especially from a coaching standpoint, um, you know, maybe do kind of make you scratch your head. But also a note that I saw that, I think with Anthony Edwards, Rudy Gobert, and I forgot who the other player was at, but they have one of the two or three top three defensive ratings in the entire association mm-hmm. um, with those with those players in there. But getting five here with these uh, with the Minnesota Timberwolves, I'm I'm with you, man. Uh, they are ten and four against the spread as a home underdog this season. Coming off the win against the Atlanta Hawks, that was an impressive victory. I know Atlanta isn't mm-hmm. playing much defense, but uh, I'm going to go with you here. Give me the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves here as well on the spread. 
Shifting over the total here, Terrell, currently sitting at 233.5. Any thoughts on that? 233.5. So I think I want to go on. It really it really depends. It it helps my case a lot more. Well, I don't know because I think that Boston can actually score Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I'm going to just take the over regardless because I think I, I think I like it even if Rudy Gobert does play. Now, if Rudy Gobert doesn't play, then, of course, you know, the easy answer is that they lose a lot of rim protection on one side of the ball. You already got Robert Williams out on the other side, so you lost rim protection on both sides of the ball. That's really going to open up the lane and uh, be able to get a lot more easier buckets than what would happen if those two were in the game. But even if mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert does play, and I saw uh, KW talk about it in the chat, and I think that they can pull him out of the paint a little bit and threaten him with Al Horford. And Al Horford be able to have a really good threes day. If Rudy Gobert is playing, I definitely might have a, a ladder play on Al Horford threes just because Rudy Gobert is so unwilling to come out of the paint sometimes that he's a lot. He's really late to getting over, especially how Boston likes to swing the ball and the ball movement that Boston can have that Al Horford can find himself open for three and he can knock those shots down. You know, old man Horford just finds ways to make <laughs> himself relevant in 2023. So, yeah, I think Al Horford can have a good uh, day shooting three today, but I'm I'm on the over. I just think that you'll see a lot a lot easier buckets, and I believe a Minnesota team that's running a lot quicker of a pace recently. Last three games against the Minnesota Timberwolves, Al Horford three for six from three, four for eight, and five of ten. Uh, in the earlier matchup back on December 23rd, he had 17 points, 11 rebounds. Two steals, three blocks, but like we mentioned, about three points, five of ten. So I think there is something definitely to that. Rudy Gobert did play in the last game against the Hawks. Um, so, again, yeah, check the injury report closer to game time or, or make sure you have those notifications on um, uh, to find out if Rudy Gobert is going to be going here tonight or not for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Any other player props in this game, Terrell? Uh, no, no. Uh, excuse me. I'm just going to – I actually might take – no, I'm not taking Rudy Gobert's points. Come on now. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, next game on the schedule is going to be a battle of the Texas teams. We got the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I thought this was the other way. I may have written this wrong. Yeah, down wrong. It is the Mavericks are in. Uh, they are in um, San Antonio here tonight to take on the Spurs. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, currently seeing the. Dallas Mavericks opened up as a five and a half point favorite. That number is now at minus four and a half. Total opened up at 233 and a half. The number's been bet down to 229 and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Luca is going to be out for this game. Tim Hardaway Jr., Kyrie Irving, and Christian Wood. All three of those guys are questionable here tonight. Uh, for the San Antonio Spurs, they did play last night. They are on a back to back situation here. So again, with the way they are um, kind of having guys in the lineup and not in the lineup, something to give uh, keep an eye on for sure. Um, I am now seeing that Kyrie Irving foot uh, is saying it's not looking good to play on Wednesday. So I think that's why we saw a little bit of line movement here. So mm-hmm. possibly no Kyrie Irving or not looking like he's going to play here tonight against San Antonio. So let's call it minus four and a half right now for Dallas here. Terrell, what do you think? Oh, yucks. We have Dallas laying points. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's against the Spurs, it's still a, a pretty big yikes there. But, I mean, they got to can, – can Dallas really break through without Kyrie and Luka? I mean, I feel like they 
to Tony Weir tonight. I don't care if they're on a back to back. All right, so on, uh, let me say this: San Antonio on back to backs are three and eight against the spread, six four and one towards the over. But Dallas, as a road favorite this season, four and eleven against the spread. Yucks. I'm probably just going to be on the props. Everybody knows what player I'm back in the day, but I. Who haven't played in that Memphis game for the Dallas day? really needs this win. Dallas really needs this win. And they get I'm, I'm give me Dallas minus the four and a half. They really, really need this win, man. Like they're fall, they are tanking. And it's getting to the point where they're about to be outside the even the play in tournament. And I, I know they they're like, hey, you know, no Kyrie, no Luca right now. We're doing what we can, but the rest of this team's got to step up. And not really just for the fact of we're about to be out the playoff picture, but more of we got to make sure that we're even relevant when these guys get back. If we can't even hold off the San Antonio Spurs while these guys are out, like what are, what help are we to them when they get back into this lineup? Like I know they can make things a little bit easier on us. And it just seems like Greg Popovich does not want to go away. Now, granted, I was on the side of the Spurs last night. I was, I had the Spurs plus five for sure, mm-hmm. but it it just feels it just feels like that Dallas has more reason to get up for this game and to make sure that they put together a good four quarters, even with the supporting cast that they have right now. And I do believe they have talent that can exploit the San Antonio Spurs and what they do uh, defensively. And so. I'm not betting this. I, I'm good on this one. I had my I had my Spurs money line for the week and I cashed it, so I'm good. I don't want to <laughs> back the Spurs again. So in terms of the show, I'm giving out Dallas minus four and a half. They need it more. Uh yeah, I think gun to my head, I, I'll go I'll just take the home dog here. I'm not betting this for sure as far as a side. Um I'll take the home. I mean, I really don't have a handicap for this. I mean, this just, again, going through the Spurs injury report of figuring out who's going to be playing, who's not going to be playing. And then for the Mavericks, are they going to be able to score enough points without having their top two guys? Questionable tags on Christian Wood. uh, Questionable tag on Tim Hardaway Jr. So, I mean, if there was a game that we could pass, I would probably just pass this one. But for the sake of the show, I'll just take the points with the Spurs here tonight. I I think this could be a a one-possession victory for the Dallas Mavericks here tonight. Um, Any thoughts on the total, Terrell? What I think I may do... Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Yeah, I think I... Hmm... Oh, will I? Mm, okay, I will. I think I'm gonna take Spurs first first half. Okay. What was like? What do what do tanking teams always have in common? They get up early in the game and then they realize, oh crap, we're about to win this game, and they blew it. And so let's just not let's just Pool not worry starters. about the whole second. Yeah, let's just <laughs> not worry about the second half of the game. Like let's just not worry about the second half of the game at all. I could definitely see the Spurs leading this game for you know three quarters and then them just saying, all right, you guys need the win. We want to lose. <laughs> like, it's this is a fair trade off. Like, they probably, you know, at halftime, Jason Kidd and Greg Popovich meet into the meet in the uh tunnel and are like, Hey, you need a win, we need a loss. 
let's just go ahead and agree that you guys win the second half of this game and you know you take your win and go on your way we had our fun and we did you know we played strong basketball in the first half so spurs spurs first half all right um three and two last five at home for the san antonio spurs two and three last five on the road for the dallas mavericks I don't see any player props listed because the Kyrie news came out, but I'm pretty sure you are targeting Josh Green in this game. Oh, 100%. 50-40-90 right. Josh Green? What? Mm. Josh Green that can't miss a shot? Josh Green? That Josh Green? Yeah, 100%. Scott Foster. Mm. Interesting. Scott Foster's on this game? Sounds like it. Let's see. Yeah, I'm definitely on the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a crew chief here tonight for the this game. It's I'm gonna pull up the stat here, but it's something out like outrageous where like home teams are like 66% against the spread when uh Scott Foster is officiating the game. But uh yeah, Josh Green, what else? Anybody else? Mm, I mean, of Jaylen course, Hardy? Like Hardy. Yeah, Hardy's been really good too. Like they're gonna need to score points, and at the Mavericks don't have any chance. Like they're gonna have to score points, and you're telling me no Hardaway Jr. Like you're missing the top three guys, top four guys, because you said Christian Wood might be out too as well. Yeah, he's questionable. Yeah, so it it really depends on an injury report. But if the Mavs just punt the game and just sit everybody, then yeah, you're just gonna get a bunch of usage for Hardy. You're gonna get a bunch of usage for uh, Josh Green, and maybe you can catch maybe you can catch Reggie Bullock. You know, a couple of threes on outside. Yeah. All right, uh, I don't have much else for this game. You have anything else? No, good. All right, let's get over to the last game of the night, probably the game of the night. We've got the Golden State Warriors headed to L.A. to take on the Clippers here tonight. Uh, Looking at the opening line for this game, this line opened up in favor of the Clippers here, minus two. Uh, That number's been bet up to minus two and a half. Total up at 235. That number's been bet up to 237. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Golden State Warriors, uh, Jonathan Kaminga probable here tonight. He's he was out with that right ankle sprain. Andre Iguodala is out, and Andrew Wiggins continues to be out for personal reasons. For the LA Clippers, um, Norman Powell continues to be out with the left shoulder injury, but everybody else is a go in this game for the LA Clippers. Warriors. Uh, coming off the overtime victory against the oh, – who do they play on Sunday? I forgot they had the overtime victory there. Um, I'll, I'll look it up here in a second. But they also did get the victory earlier this week against the – was it the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, 123-112, and then they beat the uh, – it was the Bucks on Sunday without uh, – Saturday without Giannis, 125-116. But look – Terrell, they're back on the road here where you know the road woes, especially defensively for the Golden State Warriors. Let's start with the side here. Minus two and a half in favor of the Clippers hosting the Golden State Warriors. What are you thinking? I guess we'll take the Clippers. Everybody's going to bet the Clippers tonight. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. At some point, the, the Warriors are going to win another road game, but who knows when that's going to be again. Uh, everybody's going to be on the Clippers tonight. They are. And I mean, I can't I can't say anything. It, seven and 26 is really bad. Yeah, I mean, that's down there with, like, the Rockets and the Spurs and, like, yeah. the Pistons. Um, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, just bad I, Clippers. I, yeah, I think if, that's really what it is, man. If I told I, you that it, we had a, a system that was 26-7 and seven on the season, are we ever going to doubt it? <laughs> uh, of course not. No. I mean, and, 
yeah, I, I was just going to say, like, they're, they're spread uh, on the road, 9-24 and 24 for the Warriors, 7-26 and 26 straight up. I think the one thing that does really stick out to me about the Warriors, especially on the road, has been their, uh, the, on the total, 24-8-1 towards the over, about 75-plus percent. Off of one day's rest, they're 14-4-1 and one, uh, towards the over. But, yeah, it's Clippers for me. We'll get to the total here in a second. But anything else for the side? No, I mean, I, I want to... And I granted, I really want to be on the next Golden State win on, on the road because it's going to happen. I want to be on it, but I mean, it's just really bad. It's really bad for them. But this, if there's ever a game for them to get up, it is against the Clippers because guess what? This ain't 2014 no more. <laughs> no, we were talking about that yesterday. Ted just came out of left field. Uh, so I will say this is a start of a five-game road trip for the Golden State Warriors. So they go to L.A., and then they'll fly to Atlanta on Friday, back-to-back game on Saturday against Memphis, Houston, and then Dallas, and they'll go back home to face Philly. So, um, you said five games? Yeah, five-game road trip. But it's kind of weird. Why would they start in L.A., like go west, and they have to fly all the way to Atlanta? Why don't you just, I don't know, just throwing that out there. They went to. So Clippers, Atlanta, Memphis, Houston, Dallas. Dallas. They're beating. I think they'll beat obviously Houston for sure. Atlanta's defense is really bad. Yeah, I think that I could see a game where they are <laughs> could put up like 140 points. What if they just game. rip off five straight wins? <laughs> I mean, if you look at the teams, like it's not outside the realm of possibility that they rip off five straight wins here. Yeah, I and mean, that would be the that would literally be the motivation you need going into. The, I'm talking myself into the Warriors. That would be the motivation you go into the playoffs. Like it really isn't outside the realm of possibility that they rip off five straight wins here. But I'm not picking it in terms of tonight. So yeah, where's the last time the Clippers played? I feel like they haven't been on the schedule in a while. Uh, let's see, they last played on. Yeah, they haven't played since Saturday, so they've had like, a lot of time off yeah. here. What, three full days? Warriors played two days ago, so rest versus tired angle there. Yeah. I mean, it's just you're sitting there. Thirty, both teams are thirty six, thirty three. Both teams know where they're at in the standings. It, they both have the motivation. I just think that the home factor just kind of gives me that bump to say that the Clippers get this done. Yeah, and then their next game is until Saturday for the uh, Clippers either. They they're going to Orlando, so. Um, very, very good scheduling spot here. Yeah, especially this late in the season. Uh, all right, so I think we're both taking the Clippers here. Let's get to the total here at 237. What do you think? I think it's over or nothing for me. Yeah, because the Warriors bad defensively, and I don't think that they're going to go lying down. I really don't. Yeah, I think that this is going to be one of those road games that they like their execution, but they just don't walk away with a win. Yeah, like it, I can see this being a four, five, six point game, and both teams scored a bunch of points, but they just somehow didn't walk away with a win. And even if they do walk away with a win, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be on the back of the offense and not the defense. So uh, I'm going, yeah, over what's that? Two thirty-seven and a half. Yeah, that's come up a few points. It really has. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I mentioned, it Warriors on the road. Um, as far as the total. 24, 8, and 1 towards the over. And then if you want to add in a rest uh, one day off, they are 14, 4, and 1 on the road this season um, towards the over. And then just off of one day's rest, 25, 11, and 2 
towards the over. So all those trends right there are pointing are seventy close to seventy plus percent for the Warriors towards the over in those situations. So I, I really do like the over here tonight. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, looking for the uh, what well, Clippers. Uh, it's the Clippers. I, that's really, but they've been playing better. Six and four to the over past ten games. The Clippers piece always. I, I always hesitate when I'm taking an over and the Clippers are playing. Yeah, I mean, especially at home, right? Because early on in the season, I know you guys were talking about the team total under. Uh, for the Clippers, but yeah, they're, I mean, they're eight, 24, eight and one towards the under in home games. So I kind of want to see how, what they've done it after the all-star break. That's four and four on the total, but I mean, I guess, that's good for them. Four and four on the total after the all-star break is good for them. <laughs> I'm not even going to hold you. So I feel, yeah, that, I feel straight with the over. I think that's a really good play. Let's take over. Uh, all right. Let's get over to some player props in this game. Anything you like? the stars do we I think this might over, be one of those games like we saw over. with like phoenix and dallas where like all the stars just went yeah over the toes. yeah it just feels it just feels like the start and maybe maybe not clay maybe maybe jordan Poole would not clay okay but it just feels like steph some combination of pool or clay paul george Kawhi Leonard. like it just feels like they're all gonna have a good game i i yeah, I just think they're all gonna have a good game. We go, but if we go back to here, and here's my issue is Diffish uh, trying to figure out if I want to play Zubox or Plumley, or do we play both for what their rebounds? Rebounds, yeah. I mean, come Under. on, Bigs, Bigs versus Bigs versus Golden State. They should they should be able to get boards. Yeah. Uh, going back to your Jordan Poole note, last two Zubac games against... is eight and a half versus Golden State. Really? He hasn't gotten. Oh, I was looking at this last night. He hasn't gotten over this number in a while against the Warriors. Let me see. Against the Warriors, really? So last five games, two rebounds, four rebounds, nine, eight, eight, three, three, four, six. The last time he had double digits was all the way back uh, March of 2020. Twelve what rebounds. Up? Look up Plumley real quick because Plumley's number is at five and a half on on the boards. Against the Warriors or just overall? Uh, no, just no. I'm talking about like tonight. Like his line is at five and a half. Oh. Yeah, let me see how many minutes he's been playing as well. Let's see here. Uh, last five games, averaging nine point two, four rebounds, five rebounds, nine rebounds, eight rebounds, and twenty rebounds. He had a twenty rebound game against the Warriors. He's already played them four times this year. Obviously, when he was with the uh, Hornets, he had 20. Yeah. So in two games against the Warriors with the Clippers, 20 rebounds and five rebounds. And then with the Hornets, 13 rebounds and nine rebounds. And so I think five and a half is a great look. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. Let's take five and a half of Plumlee. And what I mean, Zubak can be in foul trouble. Like there's it, there's a lot of situations where Plumlee could be at more minutes. Mm hmm. Or they just decide to, you know, it's a trend. Like he's the he's getting rebounds. They need to secure rebounds. Yeah, let's go with Plumley. We might have to ladder that today. I'm curious to see what a 30-30-30 same game parlay looks like for these stars. On the on the points prop. Let me see if we can find it. 
Okay, so over 29 and a half for Kauai. Over just let me go all the way to 30. I'll 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 try to post this in the in the Discord mm-hmm. uh for that. Um all right, anything else for this game? No, no, I think that's about it for me. All right. Um, all right. Before we get into our lock and dog for tonight, let me tell everyone about our newest sponsor, Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with from the sun to the slopes with their premium polarized shades. If you haven't checked them out already, check out uh, Sean and Ryan. They've been rocking it on every single show that they've been doing, whether it's been on the studio or uh, in Vegas where they are for March Madness. I mean, they look really nice. They're an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. They have durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And if you lose a pair or if you lose a pair or you break it, even on day one when you get it in the mail, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no question asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And with Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good at the same time. And like I mentioned uh, to date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fighting hunger with Feeding America. And if you don't love them, just exchange them for a new pair or just simply return them within the 30-day return window. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is given out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the sh- the shades rated five-star by over 200,000 people. That's ShadyRays.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, Terrell, let us close it out with the lock and dog here for tonight for this NBA schedule. You want me to go first or you want to go first? Uh, what have what's been going well for us? I I will be honest, I have been uh ice cold on the oh Monday episodes. Uh, well, good thing I you're on Wednesday going, now. Yeah. So I don't. You want to? You won't. You lead it off, man. You've been hot. Give it out to the people. Let's see here. Lock and dog for tonight. For my lock, let's go to. Uh, no, I can't lock up Chicago. I can't do it. No matter how much <laughs> how much I think Chicago can have a good one today, I cannot lock up Chicago. All right, let's do this. No AD. AD does add a love of presence defensively, and I think without him, there's going to be a large void offensively that everybody is going to try to fill. Houston's also been a lot better on the offensive side of the ball. No better defensively than they've been all season. So I'll go with my over. 230 and a half for the Lakers and Houston game. I will take that as my lock. And for my dog, you know, I let Scott talk me out of making Houston my dog. I still hit Minnesota as my dog last time, but I let Scott talk me out of making Houston my dog. And that was 580. Even though everybody knows that I bet Houston on the money line, I don't feel the same confidence in myself that I didn't give it out on the show. I rarely feel like there was a missed opportunity there. Do I go back to... 
Uh, yeah, when in doubt, just fade the Celtics. Give me Minnesota again on the money line, plus 170. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was yeah, waiting yeah, for it. I, was like, give, I, I mean, for? when in doubt, when in doubt, just fade the Celtics. I, 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 right. I, I do. I think I actually do pretty well when I make them make the opponent team my dog. I don't do it often. <laughs> All right. So you got the uh, the lock was what over in the Lakers and the Rockets game? Yeah. And, and I'll then take, Minnesota? Yeah. Because normally when, when I make a player prop, even though I did cash Looney under on the hook, so maybe I do need to go back to a prop. But nah, I'm going to just fade the Celtics. I feel good with that. <laughs> All right. Um, for my lock. Hmm. Do I go backwards? It's just been working for me. And that's just the over in the Warriors game on the road. Uh, it's two thirty-seven. I still think they'll get over this number. Yeah, give that to me. Uh, Warriors Clippers over two thirty-seven here tonight. I know we talked about the Warriors defensive woes on the road. Um, and again, the numbers are just overwhelming. Where they're coming off of one days of rest, uh, their numbers on the road as far as the over. Clippers extended rest. They haven't played since Saturday. This will be their first game since then. Then their next game is until Saturday either. So one game in between one week for the uh, Clippers. That's absolutely huge for them. But uh-huh. uh, Warriors offensively, the guys are healthy. Obviously, with Steph Curry back, um, Jordan Poole played well in his last game. Clay's been shooting the ball well. He started to look like the Clay uh, before you know he had the two major injuries. I think we'll see some pace in this game. Um, you know, the pace has gone up for this team for the Clippers since the Russell Westbrook got there. So I think the star, like we talked about, the stars are going to shine in this game. Well, you want to say Kawhi, Paul George, Curry, throwing clay there, th- talk about Jordan Poole as well. So uh, I think that we'll, we'll, we'll see at least 240 points in this game between the Warriors and the Clippers. So I'll take the over 237 for my dog. Um, hmm, I think I might have to pivot to a player prop. I'm going to go back to Jabari Smith, man. Three straight double-doubles. Mm-hmm. Plus 180. I'm going to go with Jabari Smith. He's shooting the ball well. He's rebounding the basketball well. We'll see if uh, Shangun plays here tonight, but if he doesn't, more power to Jabari Smith. Um, and Again, I will sprinkle on Kevin Porter Jr. as well at 5-1 for his double-double as well. So I'm going to go back to the well. That worked for me. Um, and Jared Vanderbilt, plus 190 on the double-double Terrell with no AD. I think he gets what? some rebounds, man. Well, it's the points. I think it's the points. But everybody's going to be looking to score. Everybody's going to be looking yeah, to score. Yeah, that's true. I only need to get Give 10. me a bonus dog. Give me Jennifer Bill plus 190 as a bonus dog. All right, so we're probably going to – yeah, if you want to Lakers, same game, parlay double-doubles for Jabari Smith, Jared Vanderbilt, and Kevin Porter Jr. But, again, make sure that uh, Shangun um, – check that injury. But even with uh, Shangun, yeah, you guys still insert like Insert Shangun in there and take – Mm, I would take Jabari Kevin Smith. Porter Jr. out then. Oh, you would take Kevin Porter. Oh, see, look, we differ there. I think I would take Jabari Smith out. Okay. Yeah, do Drew Round Robin then. Yeah. All All right. Officially like for that. me, yeah, Jabari Smith plus 180 double double as my dog here for tonight. Uh, all right, man. That's gonna do it for this episode of the NBA gambling podcast. Jarrell, anything else, my man? Oh man, I mean. Stop kidding yourselves, guys. Jokic is a bad defender. I, 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 he can, he is the offensive player of the year for sure. A hundred percent offensive player of the year. A hundred percent love it, but defensively, <laughs> he's not good. Like, we got to stop having this conversation. Is it funny that that's this defensive stuff or his inability on defense is starting to come towards a season where we're talking about MVP 
Or he just hasn't been talked about enough for Jokic. I think that because I think that it's easier to point out when they're losing games. I will admit that it's a lot easier to point out when they're losing games. Yeah, but I, I just, I don't think, I think he's a regular season guy. Like I just don't, if you were giving me a seven game series and I get to pick and roll with him for seven games, like yikes. <laughs> and you can't, you can't, but he's so good offensively. He can't come off the floor. Like, See, Alfred Shagun needs to learn from Jokic. Like, Jokic made himself so good offensively that no matter how bad defensively he is, he you cannot pull him off the court. <laughs> you cannot. And so, Alfred Sangoon, I know you've been frustrated that you've gotten benched a few times. Just get as good as Jokic. It's easy. Just get as good as Jokic, and then you won't get pulled off the court. Who <laughs> says you have to play defense? That's true. I mean, who plays defense in the NBA these days anyways? But... All right, yeah, we'll talk about Jokic more as the season kind of winds down here and see if they can get out of this slump uh, for the Denver Nuggets. But uh, Terrell, anything else you need to mention before we get out of here? Nah, just bet that Jokic minus one twenty five MVP. Like they're gonna give it to him, guys. I, I don't, I don't think he's not my MVP, but they're gonna give it to him, guys. Bet that minus one twenty five. Yeah, I'm hoping this gets a plus money because I did pick up Embiid at four to one when like Jokic was like minus like three eighty yesterday. So. Um, Hopefully, yeah. We'll see. Uh, all right. We'll be back tomorrow for the NBA Gambling Podcast with myself and Delante. So look out for that. And then Scott and Terrell will be back on Friday to cover the Friday game. So, again, if you haven't already, guys, subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube. I did see we did make it past 800 subscribers. Trying to get to 1,000 before the uh, season is over. So, again, YouTube, subscribe, hit the like button on this video, on this live stream. And then again, make sure to follow us on Twitter at SGPNNBA. All right, good luck with your picks here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.